Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. I'm Courtney. How are you doing? I'm all right. What do we do? We talk through the do-do's and don't do's of personalized learning. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk today about one of my favorite new subjects, pre-K. Yeah, I'm so happy that this is one of Matt's favorite new subjects. When I learned that he was going to a conference on pre-K, it tickled me pink because because earlier today I handed Matt a blue papermate fine point marker and he looked at me like, what is this? And I was like, you are not an elementary school teacher. I'm still not exactly sure what it is. <laughs> I had to sign Only one thing. of the most coveted like implements well, it wasn't for me. No. But this was. So I went to a, a conference um, last week, as it was now, um, about uh, Maine is trying to do a pilot with Boston Public Schools uh, pre-K curriculum. And we're going to try to adapt it here in Maine to fit our pre-K kids, hmm. uh, which is very interesting. So we signed up for it, and we got into the pilot. And so we went to a conference. So I took uh, a couple of teachers last week. And it was really cool because I saw a lot of people that I knew Yay. that were really interested in doing this. And it was clear from the people in the room that I was the one who knew the absolute least <laughs> about early childhood education. That's so wonderful. Which is actually still true. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know anything. So but I want to listen and I want to yeah. see what it's like. And our teachers were all wound up for it and it was great and they loved it. And since then we've expanded it, which is super. No way. Yeah. So it's really it's really nice to see uh, that the, the passion that was in the room and the we can do better yeah. that's in the room. And so I'm looking at it like trying to figure out how does this relate to the rest of school for me. So that's really, yeah, yeah. really what it was for me. I was trying to try to make the connections between, okay, what is, how is it different from what we're doing in our district? Is it different? And how does it go together? And is, how is this going to affect our kids? Mm. So I'm, I'm trying to think of that, that system approach versus the actual nuts and bolts, which I trust the teachers know what they're doing. Yeah, and, totally. and all of this stuff is really good. So uh, so we're going to go through some of it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to try to relate to that that bigger picture. Right. So I feel like this is um, an interesting topic for us to talk about. Like, we rarely talk about anything before kindergarten. Um, yeah, because I don't know anything. So that takes me out. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I think just naturally when we think about, well, okay, so it is not the case that universally in this country – preschool is part of the public school also true. system. Yeah, which I did not know, actually. Oh, really? You didn't know that? I didn't know that, but I thought it was more apparent now. My kids yeah. are in uh, college age now, right, and they went yeah. to like a, a nursery school, yep. that, that, like a private pre-K thing, yeah. because our schools didn't offer it. I right. didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. And then when I became an educator, everybody in our districts and towns and all around us all had pre-K. So I'm like, oh, well, that's the way it must be now. No. And I guess not. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's huge. It's like, it's a huge thing. It's, it's, I think it should be. When my son went through um, preschool, uh, so he did two years of preschool. The first year was not. We paid for it on our own. But then the town I was living in, um, they do a lottery for, oh, um, is it four-year-olds? Yeah. You yep. come to kindergarten like when you're five-ish. Yeah. So, yep. so it's a lottery. So there's... Um, they use the different preschools in town become like certified more or less mm-hmm. to be to be like a sanctioned district preschool oh, and then there's a lottery and uh, if you get chosen then you might get 
like so first you get chosen to have your preschool paid for by by the school district essentially and then you like the second round is kind of like which preschool you're in interesting yeah and um so my son we got it and we got the school we wanted and i was really torn to be perfectly honest like i went through a good couple of weeks where i was like maybe i should give up my because I can afford to pay for another year mm-hmm. and um, preschool is really important. You know, maybe we should give up our slot so that someone else who maybe can't afford it can mm-hmm. have it. Um, and we ended up not doing that. Uh, a lot of my friends told me I was crazy for thinking that way. I don't think I'm crazy for thinking that way, but anyway. Not for that thing anyway. Yeah. But either way, so that that's just no. It's yeah. That's a, that's a fair Pre-K point. Pre K is not a universal thing. No, and and this one for this program, this Boston Public Schools ones, it's all about full day pre K. Oh. And in the district I work in, we only have half day in all of our schools. Yeah. So we're, that's and that's the case in a lot of Maine is, is what they're saying. The, all the people that were there, there was only one full day program. Right. And the rest were all half days. Yep. Uh, some weren't even like full weeks. No, I was just about to say yeah, that. I was like, they, I don't think my sons, I think it was three days, three half days a yeah, week. Is some of them are, are yeah. two or three days, yeah. uh, which was interesting because they were trying to figure out how we're, I'm going to adapt when I only see these kids X number of hours a right, week, right. a year, as opposed to this. And so there's a lot of moving parts to it. Yeah. But I, the, the attitude every, that everybody had in there was, well, you know, if it's good, we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. Which was really okay. good. That's it wasn't awesome. just like, eh, well... This is full day, five days a week. I don't do that, therefore I can't use it. Right. There was not even a hint of that, which was amazing. That's awesome. Oh, I loved it so much. Uh, again, maybe because I don't know anything, but it was really, it was really positive yeah, and really that's interesting. Nice. It was a totally positive day. Um, the thing is with this one, is that you have to with this pilot, you have to commit to using this. Right. And some people that went that first day didn't quite get that message and they thought they could uh, uh, you know, pick and choose pick do and choose do parts of, parts of it. we like what we're doing so we'll just take the parts we like and this is like no this is a grant where we give you like materials and furniture and, and support no way yeah it's really it's really interesting and they didn't want to do that because they liked what they had so they left fair point right so they didn't come back the second All day right. and they're out which actually was good for me in my district because we got more schools into it because of those dropouts amazing yeah so thank you for those schools that if you're listening that liked what they're doing they liked what they're doing because good i'm glad you like what you're doing <laughs> i'm glad it's like working it. for your yeah. kids you know we want i think what we do for our kids in pre-k is pretty good um honest adults put that out there i don't have any idea what it is but I, but I know it's working, and I know they're happy with it. Yeah. But they also are trying to get better. Right. And so when I put this out to our teachers, they were like, yes, let's let's try this because this looks really fascinating, and it fits with what we do. So, yeah, okay, so and it fits with what we do. So, yep. it, like, I'm sure listeners so far are like, why, why are they talking about pre-K? Yeah. Right, why are Matt and Courtney, who are, like, huge proponents of learner-centered, proficiency-based education, talking about pre-K? Is that a thing that happens in pre-K? Should it happen in pre-K? Can it happen in pre-K? What is going on with Matt and Courtney? Question for a different time. Yeah. <laughs> However, <laughs> so for this, it, the, the part that I liked the most about it, well, there were parts that I didn't like at first, and it was just because of my, my ignorance of the situation, right? Okay. There are these units, they're all time-based, and you, you have these six units throughout the year that are based on like 
colors and family and friends and weather and Yay. things that are you know pretty <laughs> yeah it's, it's that's totally fine yeah. but you have x number of days to do it then we move on to the next okay one. so from a, right there from a proficiency based standpoint that is bristly yeah not done with it yeah but bristly, bristly is yeah. a good way to put that yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of is like oh, okay I don't, I don't know okay why do they start unit one in like october oh that's odd so we talked about it. Well, I don't think it's odd, but yeah. So we, so they explained. I have more experiences. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming education. from my point of view. Yeah. I know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> high school statistics. Yes, <laughs> love it. It's not like pre-K. <laughs> so what they said: the first six weeks or so, we build culture. Mm-hmm. We these are the their kids' first experience in in probably like group dynamics and how to get along and how to yeah, how to build being all in something those... that's not the home exactly yeah. yeah how do i get along with other people yeah how, how do i how do i manage those conflicts how do i um work together to solve some problems and so they take the first six weeks and they're just worked on on culture and how to build those things uh building their own little community wait a second i know what wait a second do it we tell people what who teach going? high school statistics that they should take the first few weeks and worry about culture. Well, I think it's good for everything except high school statistics. So <laughs> No. Kidding. <laughs> it's about no, to... it's good everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. And okay. so we we went through a few things. We kinda went through the units and we, we turned out that I was sitting next to somebody that um, they had some videos about how to teach some of these certain things. So I'm, I'm watching the videos and, you know, it's pretty straightforward teaching. It's, you know, read, it was read aloud basically. So it was reading a story and trying to find out some things. And we had to share our, our responses after. And the like, the thing that I, that I liked the most about this teacher doing it was she was reading the story and in this, in this type of thing, and I may get this totally wrong, but you read the story more than once. Oh, yeah. Right? You look for different things. So it's basically just straight read aloud first. The next day, you're reading with some some different focuses. Yep. And I know Courtney's like, yeah, I know all this. But good. I'm going to walk through this. Yeah, do it. Yeah. So so different focuses are different things, like themes and things. And, and one of the things in that video that I liked the most was she was like, well, remember then about this that happened the other day. And the kid is like, Blah, 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 blah. This is what happened in the story. And the teacher was like, well, how do you know that? And the kid's like, well, I think it was in part of the story. And so they're going back through and then pointing to the evidence, evidence. that it was there. Yeah. And I said that. I said, you know, they're doing this. You're doing this with three and four-year-olds here that you're uh, gathering opinions and arguments with data from the story. Yeah, and you're see. going back to do Those are like learning targets yeah. we have throughout yep. that lead into well, what I did yesterday was testify in front of our legislature and had to go back into and and look at reports and gather evidence in order to make a point. And they're doing it at three years old. It's blatantly obvious what they're doing. Yeah. With three-year-olds. Yeah. And four-year-olds who can't actually read. Well, I'll, I'll For the argue, most part. Okay, so many, For the most many, part. you're right. Many yes. of them do not have For decoding skills yet and cannot actually decode words. But they remembered they can, what happened they in the story, the story. Yeah. and they know what happens, yeah. and they, they can, they can uh, make arguments and, and 
make opinions yeah. based on what happened in the story and then go back and point to it and say, this is why I think this way. Yes. Even though they can't actually read the book in this case they yeah. they they couldn't they were just being read to yeah but they went it was fascinating yeah it is amazing and so i made that point it's like this this isn't just like pre-k stuff this is like practice no, that we're doing all the time they are doing complex cognitive thinking at three and four years old yeah because they can do it they can you know yeah. you set those expectations there and you just ask them to do it you know what they're going to do it this right. Is really so at so any this level. is like what I think is really fascinating here is like so if you went to if you just like had like a random focus group, right? Teachers, parents, whatever, and you asked them, like, do you think that your three or four year old is capable of like stating a claim about a character or or a story and then supporting that claim with textual textual evidence? I think a lot of people are gonna be like that's too much. Why are we pushing this kind of academic exactly. work on these young kids? But then if you went and said to them, do you think that after reading a story aloud a few times, you know, with your with your child or with this this child who's three or four years old, that they would be able to tell you what they think about a character and then maybe point somewhere in the book to to um, show you why they think that? Yeah, I think they could do that. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, but it's, and so like we often hear so much of this, like, you know, like just that like standards in pre-K, like why are we pushing academics? They should just be playing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like play is, play is how they learn and play, right. play is how they demonstrate these cognitive skills. It's really, they can be working with very complex and difficult skills, but it's simple because they're little. <laughs> right. They want to learn. Uh, yeah. Oh, and they love doing it. Right. And we haven't pounded it out of mm. them through our, you know, antiquated school systems right. yet. Right. So we, we allow that to happen. And they, they were talking a lot about moving on a little bit to talk about centers uh -huh. and introduction to centers and using their guides. And they say, you know, centers is not a time... It's not a break time mm. for teachers. Mm -mm. It's work time. Mm -hmm. It's like the hardest work time of the day. It's supposed usually. to be. Yeah. In a lot of places, I guess, is not that way. Mm. So that, you know, you send the kids out to, to play in centers and then they just rotate every so often. Yeah. And they, they, were t they talked a lot about choice and kids getting to choose those centers. Wait, hold on. What? I, know, I, I want to talk about this in a second. <laughs> But it was it was well. Talk about the intro to centers first. Is is like introducing something new in the centers each day, and just um, just basically introducing it in one spot out of a basket or something. Not yeah. going over to the center and doing just this is new. This just is what it it's for. Yeah. Here it is, Go. and that's five minutes, and then the centers and they're off. Yeah. And the thing is, okay, do kids get to choose their centers? And there was a lot of discussion about that one. And the. Our moderator, who works for, for Boston Public Schools, said, well, yeah, you just give them a choice. They just just let them do it. Well, what if that one kid wants to stay in dress-up all day, every day during centers and never wants to do something else? And she's like, yeah, well, so be it. That's fine. What if... And that freaked people out, to oh, be yeah, honest. Yeah, because, well, like, yeah. why, why can't I have to make them rotate? Or they have to get the experience from they're all not, of they're them. They're not going to turn into a well-rounded adult if they don't play with blocks and dress up. Exactly. Yeah, no, whatever. Exactly. And it. they get really got pushed hard back wow. on that. And eventually they came around. So you're saying it's okay if that kid does that all the time. They were like, well, yes, it, it is okay. 
it is okay. Yeah, so this is, I have this same exact argument okay. and discussion with teachers around writing. Okay. You know, and like the, the thing is always like, this student, all they ever write about is puppies. It's just, or horses is actually the one I get all the time. It's gotcha. like, you know, all they ever want to write about is horses. It's horses, this. The stories have the horses. This has the horses. I'm so tired of listening to the horses. And I'm like, it's okay. Are they growing as a writer? Well, yes, but they keep writing about horses. Okay. Are they writing different kinds of things about horses? Yeah, they're writing stories, and then they're doing some informational stuff about horses. Great. Okay, who's your favorite author? <laughs> what kinds of books do you, does your favorite author write? I was just thinking John Grisham. Yeah. Legal thriller. Seriously. All he ever writes Times is legal 50. thrillers. I, yeah. It's just another legal thriller, and he follows the same plot line most of the time, and I just can't believe it. Really? <laughs> After those 10 million sales, exactly. be okay with that right. one. Right. It's fine. You know what? He probably not very good at writing other kinds of writing, which is why he does it, you know, but he can write, yeah. he can write an email, he can write informational, but that's his passion. Let him do it. It's the same with our learners. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you have to read about horses all the time. <laughs> I can see where that would be boring. Yeah, but, but it's, not that's for the not, kid. it's not for the kid. It's not about it's not you, kid. teacher. It's not about you. It's about the kid. So anyway, let them choose to just do dress up all day, every day. It was, it, and eventually I think they'll get to, those kids yeah. will move to something else. Yeah, they totally move to something but else. But if you say, mm, Courtney, that's three straight weeks of dress up. I think you better go do blocks. No way. Now. No. And now you've crushed that kid's hope. <laughs> you, yeah, pretty much. You in, have. in essence, now you're saying, well, now I got to follow all the rules because now you have rules and I'm three and four years old and I don't even understand that. And you know what? Even you know? worse, your choice wasn't actually valid. Me being the adult? No, the kid. So, like, that's the message the kid oh, gets. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what I choose because I'm going to be, right. I got to do what they tell me to do. Yeah. And that's how we start. Okay, let's it. go back into Happy Land. So, okay. what else was good? Yeah, so there was there was a lot good. I know we're running out of time here a little bit. Um, I, I guess I just wanted to make those points the most is that, you know, it, there were standards and there were targets and there were things that, that you were focusing on. But it's not about scoring necessarily. It's about a, it's a lot of introduction stuff at the beginning of school. Mm -hmm. I really liked the parts where they talked about choice in some of those centers. That was that was huge to me. Mm -hmm. I saw what the teachers were doing was knowing what the standards were ahead of them and t starting it then. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't scoring on finding information from the text and using it to support arguments. They weren't scoring any of that. No. They, they weren't yeah. gathering evidence but they were definitely talking about it. Right. So when those kids are, are asked to do that sort of thing, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, we've done this before. It's easy. Yeah. So I really like the part about, about culture and classroom culture and building that culture and how important it is that they don't even start on formal academic things for a few weeks mm -hmm. before they get into anything about family, which is their first unit, I think. So Probably, that, yeah, that yeah. fascinated me. Yeah. That, you know, that's this is not just good pre-K practice. This is good practice. It is good practice. So why can't we do this at the K level, at the 3 level, at the 8 level, at the senior in high school taking statistics level? You we can. can do that because once they have some of those those culture pieces in place and some of that, that comfortableness and some of that agency for the kids having those choices, isn't that going to work out later on? Yes. That as they go through school – that's that that's the expectation right that we don't drive that out of them this is just what we do mm -hmm. this is how school works right not the way that we all went through as, as we all being the adults that's not the way 
we do school anymore. That no. shouldn't be the way we do school no. anymore. And imagine if on top of that, that the, the social emotional learning attached to all of that was made explicit. Yes, I think that's one of the other parts for this curriculum yeah. that is made explicit right. that we haven't quite got into yet. Right, right. Well, and maybe I, that's another show. It's just talk, talking and, about all of oh, that. Oh, that's definitely going to be but, another show. Right. But I'm just thinking about, like, so, like, even that idea of choice in the learning centers, if, like, and I'm not saying the first time the learners have the choices, but at some point, if you start kind of voicing over and saying out loud, the like, so right now, learners, you're all making choices, Let's talk about how you made those choices. Like if you start doing that, then that's just strengthening those skills. And people then don't have to feel like they need to like reteach that to them when they become older because right. Make it, it was explicit. made it was made yep. explicit instead of just this oh, this is how I do it kind of thing. Right. Right. Don't just don't just think the kids will get it. Oh no. Because yeah. <laughs> because even if you teach it enough I think we, we've talked about this a lot, but if you don't make something explicit, sometimes those connections aren't made. And if you don't make those connections, how are you going to know that you're doing something? Right. A, from a yeah. kid point Oh, of no. View. You can't guarantee that those connections are being made unless you're no, being explicit. It's not osmosis. No. Did I use that right? Or you is that did. mitosis? No, it's, it's osmosis. <laughs> those are all very different things. Okay, okay good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a learner now. All right. So follow us on Twitter. Um, the show is at PLearnMC. Everything is PLearnMC. Our website is PLearnMC.com. Our Facebook page is PLearnMC. You can hashtag PLearnMC. Um, my Twitter handle that is not at PLearnMC, that's really, that's just me, is at the Lowland Mine's at Eat Sleep Stats. And, uh, oh yeah, we have an Instagram account that still has nothing on it, but hey. It's dormant. <laughs> it's dormant. All right. It's just waiting. Yeah. Waiting for good stuff to happen. Yeah. Awesome. Which, which means we just need to do it. Exactly. Okay. We'll talk about it.